Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. Another mic, another night in the day's end. Another heist, another kite in the state pen. My state business shit, y'all do just break when. York, nigga, either you made mice or made men. I do the dirt to keep my hand on the work. I got the other hand, I'm on a piece of skirt. My A1 since day one's dock. How many shots will it take to make sun drop? Hop in my truck and roll up the window. Hey, yo. Know what you in for Once we turn the corner, light up the endo Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo Yeah, she with me, getting low like a limbo Roll with G's, I'ma show you how to get dough Third degree, let it burn with my kinfolk Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo Hey, hey Hey, what's going on all you beautiful bastards And all you beautiful people that have a father in your life Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion I'm your host, that mildly procrastinating Corey Caesar uh episode 46 is among us and i'm way behind schedule here um i'm recording this actually monday morning super early before work um i'll do my best to get this out by um tonight or uh tuesday morning if not it'll be out wednesday morning guys i apologize this weekend has been super crazy for me um i just had no time to do shit i didn't have no time to prepare an episode i didn't know time to work on an episode i had no time to record an episode fucking hate that man don't you hate that when you work all week and then uh your weekend comes you got all this shit you gotta do and then and then and then monday morning comes around and don't even feel like you had a weekend it's like fuck man i gotta go back to this grind again can i just get a fucking break man can we go to like a four-day work week like can't that be standard for us four days monday through thursday everyone gets friday saturday sunday off or at least saturday sunday monday even i don't give a fuck man can we get can we get three-day weekends can we get that put into uh into policy you guys want to give us all kinds of free shit? How about a free day? We'll take a free day over all of it. I guarantee it. Um, and and uh, the reason why my shit's been so uh, fucking crazy is uh, my grandma, my little, my little sweet, beautiful grandmother. Um, she sent me a message from her iPad uh, that she can barely use. Let me let me preface it that way. And she sends me a message basically saying that uh, she lost her phone. No idea where it's at. Now we're talking about her cell phone here. Um, and then asking me if I should cancel her plan. So let me just explain this phone and this plan for you guys just for a second. Because uh, it's a little, uh, it, it's a it's a good story. So um, we got to back ourselves all the way back up into the mid-90s here, guys. Mid-90s, man. That's how old I am. Let's date this shit. Um so my grandfather, my grandfather worked for uh, Brown Newtone. He was like a sales rep. So he had that OG. They got him that OG bag phone, you know, that Zach Morris white phone. That shit was pimp, boy. Um, you know, he carried that bitch around, that big old brick. And his number originally was, it was through Verizon, 730-8118. So about two years into him having this phone, uh, the company switched to uh, AT&T. So technically it was in his name, but the company paid for it, but they wanted him to go to AT&T. So what we did was he, he, kept, that, uh, he kept that number, that 730-8118, and actually gave it to me and then gave me my first cell phone. And at the same time, he got my grandma her first cell phone. And we had these uh, these matching phones. They were old, old, old school, bro. They were fucking LGs. They were um, flip, but not the flip you're thinking of. 
it was just like where the uh, the top mouthpiece flipped down, and that was it. You know, real thin piece of plastic break uh, break real easy, and, and uh, it that would just expose the key the keypad basically is all that did, and um, <laughs> and it, it was nothing digital. Everything was analog. So the only thing on it was like if you look at your uh, uh, the best way to describe it, I guess, would be to look at your cable box. And you know how you have that just that one little old school um, where you make your numbers through those eights? Like every little thing just has like a little line that lights up, right? You, it makes two boxes or an eight, and that way you can make every single uh, number, right? Everyone understands that concept. So uh, that's all I had on there were those. So the only thing that you would see across that little that little bar was S, you know, which really looked like a five. A couple little lines that showed your signal, and then the number would pop up. That was it. There's no texting, no uh, internet. It was straight talk, and talk was not cheap. You paid by the minute. There was no plans back then. You paid per minute. So I had the 7308118, the old school number. My grandma had the 7308119 because back then cell phones weren't even they weren't popular. So you could basically you know get numbers in concession like in, in, in consecutive uh, order like that. So uh, fast forward, um, it, so fast forward into like the late '90s. You know, I'm still rocking that seven three zero eight one one eight. I've had a couple different phones. You know, uh, in high school we had that cool that Nokia, that that fucking bad boy that everyone had. That free Nokia was indestructible. You could play Snake. That was the best game. Um, and and then and then towards the end of my high school career. They came out with the, you know, picture phone started becoming a thing where you could start taking pictures with a phone. And that was the fucking bee's knees, boy. Because, you know, we were all working with uh, disposable cameras back then, guys. Real film. 32 millimeter. All right. You got to take that fucking, uh, you got to take that roll to Walgreens or Walmart or somewhere to get it developed. So if you took some risque pictures, you know, you took that dick pic, you took them pics of your titties, you had to, uh, you had to take that into somewhere for someone to see. You know, and get that uh, get that developed. I, I mean, I, I wish I was old enough to work in one of those uh, those film developing departments. Cause I, I bet you saw a lot of cool shit back then. Anyways, um, so I bought the the um, Samsung. I th- I want to say it was the VM forty five hundred, if my memory serves me correctly, and that was the first video phone. Now, this phone, if you guys can recall, some of the you older folk, um, it was like not part. It was it was not blue. It was like a dark purple all right almost like a midnight blue but had that purplish tint and it was pimp but the only problem was you can only take about 15 second video clips and you can only get about three of them on that memory because memory was trash back then and and the video itself was garbage dude i mean straight grainy couldn't even fucking see what was going on so um now fast forward through um i i get out of high school and I want to say it was LG. LG again came out, so they came out with an upgraded version of that uh that video camcorder. So I was like, "Fuck, I'm bet I'm gonna get this bitch." But my contract. So back then, you didn't rent phones; you had to buy them. But after two years, a lot of times they would give you a free phone, or you pay like two hundred bucks, the hundred fifty dollar instant rebate. You know, so maybe you pay fifty depending on the phone. A lot of times they were just free, but you had to sign those two year contracts. And you couldn't get out of those contracts. So that's how they kind of got you. Um, 
So I, I, I wasn't eligible. So, you know, just like today, you got to pay full price for that phone. So I was like, fuck it. You know what? I want this phone, dude. I'm a tech guy. So I busted off. I paid like four or 500 bucks for that phone back then. Dude, this is like, this got to be 2002, right around 2002, 2003, somewhere in that area. Then I started working. Now, now my grandma still has that LG flip. Okay. That OG. Let me, let me just, let me just say that. Then I fucking, uh, uh, I bought that bitch. Oh yeah. 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 I started working for Radio Shack and Radio Shack. We sold Sprint phones and Verizon phones and that's how you made your money by selling that shit. So they wanted you to carry one of their phones on your hip. That was like the concept. So Sprint offered an employee discount. You hop on one of their phones. They hook you up with a good deal on that plan. So that's what I did. And I don't really remember what phone I bought at that point. I, I really don't. I, I don't know why, but I can't remember. But what I did was, because my grandma needed a new phone. She had that OG, that original uh, non-digital, because now we're in the digital world here, right? So these phones have become, and I want to say they were Qualcomm. They were like Qualcomm 3. I, I don't remember. It was 1X, though. That was the data transmission. So it was actually doing a little bit of data transmission at this point, but they were digital. They were a digital signal instead of an analog signal. So I was like, all right, let me upgrade your phone. Here, I'll just give you this phone, right? It was already our account. We already had that number. So what we did was we canceled her 8119 number. We kept that, kept that, kept that 8118 number, that OG number. And I gave her my expensive-ass fucking phone, dude, for free. I was like, here you go, Grammy. You, know, you good to me. I'll be good to you. Here you go. Present. Happy birthday. So we're talking, this is 2003, 2004, guys. Fast forward to... 2019 October. My grandma's still rocking that fucking phone, guys. No bullshit. She still has that OG video camera phone, dude. Still has like the Adams family uh, ringtone. Remember those generic ass fucking bogus ass ringtones they would give you? Still popping that ringtone. She never uses her phone. It, it's impo- She never turns it on. So it stays in her purse. She goes out. You try to get a uh, hold of her. It goes straight to voicemail every time. No texting function. And she grandfathered in on like this uh, <laughs> back when you used to pay for actual minutes and shit. And she's she's on like a 40-minute plan. Or no, I take that back. Dude, she's on a, she's on like a, yeah, no, 40-minute 40, 40 plan for 25 bucks, I think is what is what her plan was. Like grandfathered in still. So when she texts me, and, I, and I've been trying. So I, I got my grandma uh, an iPad. Maybe, I don't know. Five, it had to be five, six years ago, probably at this point now. And um, that iPad Air. Hold on, real quick. My fucking cat, dude. Stop it, Bella. Sorry, dude. My cat's being an asshole, dude. Um. Anyway, so I got her that iPad. So she, she so I want her to be able to um at least um no service, just Wi-Fi. Um, I want her to be able to text her her other grandchildren. You know, she has younger grandchildren, uh, than I am. So my uncle had kids a little bit later in life. Um, him, him and his wife, they waited uh, in, until their 30s, I believe, to have kids. Um, so my little cousins, they're almost, I'm almost like their uncle in terms of age-wise, right? So, you know, she wants to talk to them and, and talk to my nephew and shit. So I got her the iPad so she can communicate, um, use Google. She likes Google. But that's about all she knows how to do. She gets super confused. I had to give her that free texting app, you know, because my dad and my brother don't have iPhone, they got Android, so they got, the, they got that green bubble, so she need, she needed to be a way to contact them, so she had, and, and that, that app fucking confuses her, dude, because it has like little 
you know, has advertisements. She don't get it. Um, she's she's very un. She does. She writes out paper checks, guys. All her bills. She does nothing online. She's super old school. Um, but I've been wanting her to get her an, an iPhone for a minute, you know, because it, it's the same. It's like she, if she can use her iPad, she can basically use her iPhone. And uh, so when she told me she lost, so she texts me and is like, I lost my phone. <laughs> this phone she never turns on that she pays monthly for. That's like 20 years old. And I'm like, well, let me uh, let me get you on my plan, Grandma. Let me throw you on my cell phone plan. Let's cancel the 8118 number, even though it's OG. And uh, let's get you let's get you an iPhone. So I, I went instant. She's like, okay. So as soon as she says, okay, I'm not going to give her no time to change her mind, dude. I'm not going to give her no time to think about it. I'm not going to give her no time to find that other phone, which she ended up doing. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So I went home from work, got up on that fucking, uh, got up on that inter- interwebs. Uh, and I got her the iPhone 8. And I got her the 8 for one reason and one reason only. And that's because I got the button still. And that, and that was the, the earliest model Sprint would let me even get. So I, I was uh, at least happy they were still offering it. Because she has an, uh, an iPad Air. So she knows how to use that button, you know. Uh, to get home because she doesn't know how to swipe so she doesn't know how to swipe up the apps like you know to close an app out and and i basically just explain it to her if you if you want to get to something else you want to go home so push the home button go home anytime you get in trouble you want to uh if you're walking in the trouble you go back you go home right so it's either the back button or the home button you know one of those twos is going to get you out of whatever you're looking at and uh so that's that's what i did so uh um so, so I had to go there. Uh, I had it sent to her house, came basically next day. And I went over there Friday after work. Now, I worked at 7.30 p.m., guys. Um, so I got there kind of late, had to turn, turn that bitch on, you know, download that update. And God damn, dude, I didn't realize how long that, uh, that 13 upgrade was going to take, dude. That shit took forever because I wanted to give her the update. If not, it's going to update on her. She's going to get all fucking confused if something changes on her. Um, <laughs> so, you know, trying to explain trying to explain and teach something new, definitely electronics, to my grandma is a work in and of itself. I was there at about 1130. I want to say I was there at about 1130 to get that shit all set up and comfortable enough for her to use. But uh, the funniest part was setting up her voicemail because she, she had the hardest time grasping the concept that it's a phone. That not only does it text, but you can actually put it to your ear and talk on it like a phone. So when I was uh, <laughs> I was having her uh, record her voicemail because she didn't want the default. She wanted. She's like, oh, I think people want to know that it's me. Oh, back then, back anyway. F- real quick, I tried porting her number because I wanted that seven three zero eight one eight number. So I said, Hey, Grandma, who's who's uh, whose name is it under? Is it under yours or Grandpa's? So. The reason why I have to ask that is my grandfather has dementia and Alzheimer's. So, you know, a lot of stuff has been changed over to my grandma's and my, and my grand, you know, but some of the old, older bills, they're just still in my grandpa's name. Um, and she's like, so she's like, hold on. And, and she doesn't come back for a while. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know? And she comes back and she's like, uh, well, I don't have, because I needed, I needed the name. I needed my grandpa's social. And I need the account number. And I'm like, just tell me what his name is and the account number. She's like, I don't have that. She goes, now my grandma, like I said, she's old school. So she keeps everything. She has file cabinets. She keeps all our bills in a file cabinet. And we used to always tell her, you know, like, listen, you don't need all this. You don't need to keep 10 years of bills. You need to keep a couple throughout the rest. You don't need all this junk. I'm um, definitely since almost everything you can get digitally. 
So she's like, you guys told me to throw everything away. Then I don't need none of this shit. So I threw it all away. I don't have a bill. <laughs> I'm like, grandma, I told you to keep one or two. So it's like, fuck it. Who cares? Um, so we got rid of the old school number. That's the only disappointing part about this. But anyway, so we're, we're setting up this voicemail. And I go, all right. I go, it's ready to record, grandma. And I hit the record button. And she goes, instead of putting it up to her ear, she's like looking at the screen from real far away. And she's like, hi. This is Nita. Uh, sorry, I can't get to your... And I'm like, Grandma, you got to put it to your ear. It's a phone. <laughs> and she could not grasp that concept for a minute. God bless her soul. Um, anyway, so, she, so she, seems, uh, she seems to be doing pretty good with it. I texted her a little bit yesterday or the day before, and she responded on it. So that was a good sign. Um, I know, I know my, little, my little cousin, she went over there. She, she's studying at Valparaiso University right now. I know she stopped by there Sunday. She was going to teach her a little bit more. Hopefully that went well. Um, so if you haven't figured it out yet, though, guys, I'm, you know I'm the I'm the tech guy. My grandparents and my grandparents come to. So you know when it rains, it pours. So I was like, fuck. You know I hate it. Sucks. It sucks on your weekend having to. You know I'd rather have done that during the week. But either way, I was like, all right, cool. I'll go there Friday night. Saturday morning, I could wake up, get my uh get my podcast ready, get my podcast prepared, you know, get those, cause I was going to do a current events episode, get that current events going. And, uh, that didn't work out so well. So it's like, cause, uh, like I said, I didn't leave there till 1130, but Friday while I was at work. So before I even go to my grandma's, my dad texts me saying his computer crashed and my stepmom, who's a teacher, she desperately needed this computer this weekend, um, to, to complete like her its grades. She didn't do finals and grades and shit and whatnot. Uh submit reports. So he's freaking out. You know, she she's she's wigging out a little bit. And they had like a uh just a little blue screen, you know, basically saying that your uh um hard disk was out. You know, so I walked him through some diagnostics to find out what exactly was wrong with it. So I, I had him booted up in the start menu, you know, basically in the boot menu. Um I had, I had him run system diagnostics on the hard drive itself. We did a little quick one. It's only a couple minutes. We didn't have to go that detailed to see if he had an error. And he did right off the bat, had a hard drive failure. And then when you do that quick one, I don't know if you guys are aware, but if you do that quick uh, that quick diagnostics, it takes about two to three minutes. There's a full deep one that'll take a couple hours. But if you hit an error on that first one, your hard drive is basically done. It's a, it's a major component issue, either a read-write problem, power problem, something's wrong with it. Now we've had the, my dad's had this computer for a long while. I set it up for him, and he's like, "I think we just need to get a new one." And I'm like, "All right." So I was like, "We'll meet. How about you meet me Saturday morning?" Um, my dad lives out in Velpo. How about we meet Saturday morning? We'll we'll go to like Best Buy and we'll snatch you up something. So Saturday I had to wake up super early. I had to go out to his place in Valparaiso, and then we we went over to Best Buy, got him a computer and a new printer. So I spent that whole day Saturday, guys, doing that setting up his computer we bought the wrong printer we had to go back get a different one um and fucking windows computers just suck dude i'm sorry dude i just hate them like i hadn't had a uh until i got this computer for uh for this podcast to do my recording on i hadn't uh fucked with windows in probably five years because my my laptop i bought a real expensive laptop a long while ago it lasted a good time for me um and I was running running Cody on it. I was running that, you know, getting that fake movie, you know, those free movies. And what would happen was if you left your Cody on and didn't exit the program through your computer, 
because you know you you can set up your computer just like a fire stick so what would happen is if you didn't if you didn't close out that program it wouldn't allow it would your computer would think that something was running so it wouldn't allow your computer to go into a sleep and you know it was an older computer so i hadn't cleaned it real well so it's probably a lot of dust built in it and uh it, it overheated and it fried so i lost my computer i never i have i have ipads i have iphones so i was like eh i don't really i don't really need it i mean everything i do i don't really print nothing i can print from other places i don't really i don't really need a computer so i, I never um i never replaced that item until i got this and it's a piece of shit i bought a real cheap little dell all I wanted to do was record on it. I wanted to do nothing else on it. But piece of shit. Slow, cumbersome, always fucking having problems. Um, it's just trash, dude. It's like computers are just, I don't know, man. Boring, dude. Kind of boring. They always fucking up. They slow. I, I like, I, I'm spoiled, man. I like that instant, that instant access I get. Anyway, so I spent my whole day there Saturday doing that. I didn't get home at about 7, 8 p.m. Like I said, that's usually, you know, Saturdays when I get these ready to record. Um, so that's why I'm way behind schedule. You know, 20 minutes in, you finally got why I'm behind schedule. Um, and I kind of debated taking just another week off. But this week was supposed to be my scheduled week off. I took the week prior off or, or two weeks ago off. So I didn't want to do that again to you guys. I, I need to keep these coming. Plus, next weekend, we're doing a serial killer edition for Halloween. So I wanted to make sure that we didn't do back-to-back serial killers. Uh, I want to just want to get something. I don't know how long it's going to be. Obviously, it's going to be pretty decently long. So I should have spent 22 minutes rambling about nothing. Um, anyway, so who? Uh, so I didn't. I, I haven't prepared nothing, guys. Really, um, I, I I got no notes. But who needs notes when I, when you're professional, bro? I'm a professional linguist. All right. Um, but I I stopped. I'm away home from my dad's though. Stopped and got that ice cream. I've been eating shit tons of ice cream lately. Like it's been going out of style because I'm trying to put on some weight. Um. So I was fat, guys, just in case you guys weren't aware. I was a real skinny kid, skinny through high school. Um, high school got over. I ate, I'm, I've always been a big eater. Like I eat thousands and thousands of calories worth of food a day. I eat like an asshole. Never could, get, you know, I, I was, uh, but I worked out. I was pretty, I was decently, you know, I wasn't like, I'm not like, I want to say I was swole. I was ripped. You know, I was ripped. That's it. I wasn't like big, but I was strong, strong and ripped. Um, and then towards the end of high school, you know, uh, and I played sports, so I stayed active. I ran a lot, worked out a lot. High school gets over, man. You stop working out. You stop running. You stop sports. Besides, you know, playing with my friends at the park, you know, some uh, um, some basketball. Other than that, you know, you kind of become inactive. And at this point, we all got cars, so there's no more riding your bike, no more walking. You're basically just sitting in a car driving around all day doing your thing. And uh, I started I started gaining weight, and I started gaining weight pretty rapidly. And I got up pretty big. I got up to about 240. And then I got, uh, uh, so the, I graduated college 2005-ish, almost 2006. I graduated high school 2001. And uh, my first job I got was um, I traveled the country. And I traveled the country about seven years. And I, I was a, a defense contractor. I worked for the Department of Defense. Um, we installed security systems on military bases. Basically, what I did um, for for a good portion of my of my early adult life. Um, came home when I was about thirty because I just wanted to be closer to family. And it's just you know it's a rough life being on the road like that. You become an alcoholic. You drink a lot. You know there's nothing to do but sit in a hotel room or go out and drink and eat. And that's what I was doing. But anyway, 
So I was like, and before, you know, before I went on the road, I kind of wanted to, to lose some of this weight. So I did. And it doesn't, it didn't take me very long. I got right down to like 190, like real quick, like almost all. And basically all I did was I stopped drinking pop. That was the first thing I ever did. I just stopped drinking pop. Now I haven't drank pop since guys. I haven't drank pop in like 20 years. Now I, I don't mean like zero pop. I'll drink a pop with like, you know, if it's, if it's there and like I'm eating pizza, I don't have no problem drinking, you know, a, a can of a can of Coke here every once in a while or a can of Mountain Dew. It's like not a big deal. But I just don't lush on pot when I go to like a fast food. I don't get pot, get water. It's um, pretty much all I drink is water. Um, so I pretty much stopped. I stopped the pot. I lost that weight right away. Went down to about 190, left. My first place was Arizona. It's the first place I moved. Beautiful, beautiful down there in Arizona. Um, stayed on uh, uh, Albert Palmer's 20, uh, uh, 36 hole uh, championship golf course. It's beautiful. Um, my, my back patio, we had apartments. My back patio was actually on the golf course, pimp as fuck. Um, that's neither here nor there, though. So, fast forward, I, I pretty much, a good portion of my adult life, I stayed in this weird plateau area where I, I went between about 200 pounds and about 175. I would constantly go on these little mini diets. When I'd get up to that 200 range, I'd drop back down on the 175 pretty quickly and I'd plateau and I could never really get past that point. So then, uh, um, I when I came home, I became even less active. So I came home and they gave me a cush job. They allowed me, I was the maintenance supervisor. Basically all I had to do was be on call 24 hours a day, but I got to work from home. So it was like, if there was an issue, I would have to call the base back. I'd have to walk them through it through the phone. If I couldn't fix it, I had 24 hours to be on a plane um, to the to the, to the the site. So, you know, I was sitting around eating like an asshole. I blew back up, blew back up to about 240. And I, you know, like I said, I've been yo-yo dieting for a long while. And then finally I was like, you know what I need, I need, I need and this is just a few years ago, about three years ago. I'm like, man, I need to fucking, so I just need to do something, dude. I need, I need to, I need to be better. Right, it's like I, I don't want to. I don't care about my health so much, but I just don't want to look like this. And so I did. I I did the the normal thing I always do. Drop back down to about one eighty five, no problems. And that was the point where I was like, all right, this is where I normally give up. This is where I'm like, all right, I feel comfortable now. Let me just stop and become lazy again. And I was like, I'm not gonna do it this time. I'm not gonna plateau. I'm gonna fucking keep doing it. I can. I need to figure out something else. So what I did was I just got on my bicycle. I started riding my bike and I rode my bike every day, guys. I rode my bike every day and I, I rode anywhere between 10 and 20 miles. Sometimes on Sundays, I'd roll like a 30-mile bike ride every day. I was working out and then all of a sudden, it's like my metabolism, my testosterone got back up and started grinding that shit out. And I started dropping and dropping, dropping, dropping. And I got down to about 165 and I was like, boom, this is right where I want to be. I want to be like 165. That was my that was my goal. That was my goal weight. Problem was, is that 165, you know, because I always said I, I was always skinny fat. All right, guys. So I wasn't like my face, my face was chubby. My arms were skinny. I had real solid, thick legs, muscular. So my legs weren't real fat. I had this beautiful booty. My my butt was nice and plump. But I had a big old gut and I had man titties. My titties set out the my, my you know, my nipples shoot you, shoot you in the corners, boy. Ding ding. You looking straight, man. My shit would hit the two corners. You know, I had them side titty. And uh 
So there was still a little bit of that titty left. And there's still a little bit of that um, that belly fat left. And I was like, man, I want this to go away. You know? So I had to keep on going. Well, next thing I know, now I'm 155. And then about, you know, four months ago, I get on, we got real good scales at work. You know, they are super accurate. I stepped on that bitch and I was like 145. I'm like, fuck, dude. I can't be this little. This is retarded. So, uh, you know, and I still eat like an asshole. I eat like a fucking asshole. So I was like, you know what? I need to start doing this ice cream, this ice cream bit. And I've been eating blizzards, guys, daily ice cream, double stuffed Oreos. I try to get like 2,000 calories worth of dessert in me a night. And I've gained like 10 pounds since I've been doing this. And uh, so I'm way home from my dad's. That was my point because I've been eating all this ice cream. I just want to give you some background why I'm eating all this high, uh, ice cream. So I stopped by at that Myers. Now, last time, because my dad was like, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to him, he's like, why don't you just buy ice cream? It's a lot cheaper. And then you can have it whenever you want. I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Let me let me go. And the first time I bought some Butterfinger brand, I didn't realize, you know, Butterfinger made their own ice cream. Did you know that? They do. And it's pretty decent. It's got this like peanut butter swirl, but it's not really like peanut butter. It's more like a caramel. Anyway, it was fire. But so I went back and that's what I was going to get. And I knew they had a Kit Kat one. But on my way walking to there, you know, I like, I like that. Uh, I like that Briars. I like that Briars ice cream. It's just fire. And so I was walking, looking for that area, and boom, I passed this, I missed this whole section last time. This whole section of fucking Briar's ice cream. Dude, they had Reese's peanut butter cup with 35% more peanut butter cups. Snatched me one of those, half, uh, half gallon. Gangster, already ate it. That was Saturday. It's Monday morning. It's already gone, that half gallon. Snatched up a half gallon of uh, that uh, half and half, sni- uh, half Snickers, half M&M iced cream. I'll be murdering that tonight. I'll do half of that tonight. I'll do half the other half tomorrow night. Um, so, so, you know, it's kind of great that they have all these different brands, man, of ice cream for, for your boy to try to gain some weight. Um, and speaking of having all these different brands and, and businesses competing for my ice cream eating business, keeping those prices down so I can eat like an asshole. I appreciate you guys. So let's transition a little bit here. Um, it's the only thing I kind of have that I wanted to talk about, you know, and here we are 30 minutes in, uh, and I get, I get a lot of questions in my DMs, and a recurring question I get, and a, a recurring question I get even from people I know when they, when we talk, because uh, I will tell you taxation is theft. Um, and I, and I get so I get a lot of these questions, and, and a lot of these questions I get in my DMs, and like I said, and in real life, is why I feel like taxation is theft. Um, even if it's supposedly going to a better good, right? That's what that's what it's like. Wait, wait, but it's going somewhere good. So why do you why do you think taxation's theft? Well, the easiest response to that um, is who says the government is doing a better uh, is doing better or or good than people would do if they simply got to keep their own money, right? Like, do you believe the government makes better decisions than you? With your money? That doesn't make sense to me. That means you're incapable of handling your life if you really feel that way. So if you look at what the state has done, not only in America, but all over the world, um, it, it does, it paints a different picture than um, this sacred establishment that you seem to worship. It, it's always weird, like uh, just watching the last presidential debate. They're like, this is a sacred institution. It's like, what? Sacred is religion. What do you mean? You're not sacred. You're a fucking public servant, dude. Sacred to what? You want me to worship you? And that's the problem. 
people need to worship something. It's like in our nature. It's in our DNA. We have this weird pull to it. It's why people get super weird with religions. And it's why people get super weird with the state. The state, when you don't have religion, and I don't have religion, I don't worship anything. I worship I worship the earth. I worship what's around me. You, you know, I worship my life. Um, but a lot of people turn to the state as their God, as their sacred establishment. So this benevolent, um, non-authoritarian somehow entity is sacred. It's all holy. Therefore, you can't talk bad about it because you can't talk bad about something that's sacred, right? It, it doesn't make no sense to me. So um, just look, the state, the government, if you look at how they actually operate, it act, operates exactly like a mob. Extortion. Pay to play. You can't work, live, or do anything here without paying a cost to them first, right? That's mob mentality. Open a neighbor, uh, open a business in their in the government's neighborhood. Watch how quickly they come take your money from you to make sure you can you can't stay open unless you pay them. That's mob mentality, guys. So so I always say, and I, I use this line a lot. Um, the government is, is just a, it's a criminal organization pretending to be a human rights organization. So simple. And I'm not talking about people. Um, and I'm not only talking about rich people being able to keep their money. I'm talking about you. Okay. So let's just. Let's get that rich because I know that's the first thing your head is going to right now. What about rich people? Rich people need to pay their fair share. They need to pay all this money more than us. Da, 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 da. Fuck them. Let's just let's just take them out of the equation real quick. Let's look at you. Let me show you how you can change your life, right? Even with nothing else changes. I'm talking about you, middle class citizen, making thirty to seventy uh, grand a year. Now let's break down how your life would change, right? Even if they stayed rich, even if corporations stayed where they were at. Unless you don't feel you're capable of making decent decisions on your own, right? That's the only way this won't work for you. So let me give you a real easy example of how the government literally takes all your money out of your hands with just a few transactions, right? Because that's what it, that's what our life is, right? It's transactions, right? You go to the store, you make a transaction, you purchase something, right? You work, that's a transaction. It's a transaction for your labor in exchange for goods or a service, and that good is money, right? And then you're going to turn around and take that money and you're going to exchange it for someone else's goods and services, right? Through voluntary exchange, not force. No one's forcing you to go to Walmart and buy that fucking piece of equipment. You can go down the street to Trader Joe's. You can go to Target. It's called competition. It's a voluntary exchange of your labor, which in turn turns the money as a placeholder for your labor. And then you buy someone else's labor and their production. In an exchange, it's the basics of trading, guys, it's been going on for thousands of years. It's how people, it's how people get along, dude. And, and it's really easy to understand. It's like, well, well, people can't get along if they're if they're so different. So let me show you how that. Let me show just real quick before we continue. Let me show you how how uh, the free market can transcend uh, 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 bigotry and racism, right? So um, let's say a Jew, a, a, a straight up Orthodox Jew, right? Um, super religious. He need he lives in New York City. He needs to get down the street. He don't have a car. He calls himself an Uber. Now that Uber comes up, picks him up, and the driver is a uh, is a Palestinian, right? Super religious Muslim from Palestine. In all reality, they hate each other, right? They have two completely different ideologies on the world. They fight amongst each other in their own home countries. They literally hate each other. 
right? But what happens? I'm going to tell you what happens. Because you need to go somewhere and that guy wants to get paid. He drives you to your destination. There's nothing improper said. There's no punching. There's no fighting. You get to your spot. You hand him some money. He says, thank you. You walk out and you both benefited from that exchange voluntarily. And there was no hate. Because you guys were both, he provided you a service that you needed and you paid for that service. He got what he wanted. You got what you wanted. And you guys went amongst your day. That's it. So simple, guys. But anyway, um, so, so let me get back to this, how, how the government literally takes your money through a couple transactions. Because you, you guys do realize you are taxed on every voluntary transaction you make in the market. Every single one of them. So let's say I make $30,000. Right? Let's say I just made thirty grand. Now, for this argument, let's say this thirty grand just has never been taxed prior, right? Which it, which it has been, but you know we're gonna get to that towards the end. Let's just say this was free thirty thousand dollars, never been taxed, just miraculously was made, you know, printed out of fucking thin air. There was there was no way for it to actually be uh, 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 gained or earned. It simply was just given. Okay, so just for argument's sake, I made thirty thousand dollars from an untaxed source. They take 30% right off the bat, right? So they take uh, they take $10,000. That's 30%. So now I have $20,000 from the labor and work I performed. The government who did absolutely nothing to earn this money now has $10,000 of it. So right there, that should be like, well, what the fuck? That don't even make no sense. You're right. It doesn't. But let's keep going. So um, uh, that also means that um, your life, in your life, you are a literal slave to the government in the form of 30%, right? They just forced you to give up 10% of your labor. Or, I'm sorry, 30% of your labor. Think about that. You're a slave. You're a slave anyway you fucking chalk it up. You work for free. They made you do a job for nothing. Um, now, now, if I don't pay this, <laughs> if I don't pay this 30%, they will rip me from my family. They will take my house and they will kick me on the street and throw me in fucking jail, right? And if you don't believe me, just real quick, and I know I keep getting off on these little tangents here. That's what happens when I don't take notes very well. Um, I set my, you know, let me let me continue. I'll come, I'll come back to this letter. I got a letter I'm gonna read you guys. I'll come back to it, all right? So they took 30% right off the bat, leaving me $20,000 of buying power, right? Um, I now have $20,000 from the labor I performed. Okay. So let's, now I take this 20 grand. Okay. And I purchase something voluntarily. I need a car and the car lot down the street is selling one for like $20,000. That $20,000 that I now have, I should have 30, but I have 20. Right. So I give him $20,000, except it's actually gotta be way more than $20,000. Right. Because the government and I'll use Indiana, which is pretty low compared to Illinois, for instance, our neighbor. But Indiana now wants 7% of the purchase price to watch me make this transaction. Right? So for argument's sake, I talked the man down the $20,000 price that includes the 7% tax, right? Wouldn't have been an issue. I could have paid the 7,000, uh, the 7% tax to my fucking, uh, to my state if the government hadn't snatched my uh, 
right? Because I'd have thirty thousand dollars, so the tax on the twenty thousand dollars wouldn't have mattered. But it does now. I don't have money for the tax, so I either got to purchase a, a, a car worth less than twenty thousand dollars, or I have to talk him down to include the tax. So let's just say I talked him down, right? And then includes the seven percent, which would have been seven percent on twenty thousand dollars is fourteen hundred dollars. So I had to pay fourteen hundred more dollars to the government for simply taking the money I earned and buying something that they've already taxed. They've already taken a third of it. Now they want 7% more, bro, just for fucking buying something, which, you know, is good for the economy when I buy something, just in case you weren't aware. Um, so here we go. So let's just, okay. All right, all right. So the car lot now, gets $18,600 because that 7% went to the state of Indiana. So my $20,000 now becomes worth $18,600 and the government gets another $1,400 for nothing. But wait, that single transaction isn't over yet. For one, I now need to pay a registration tax out of other monies besides that $18,600 for the car I just, you know, I just took in. That's now income again. For the car dealership, that eighteen thousand six hundred that you know I just gave to the dealership is now income again, which is weird because you already taxed me on the income, like I've already worked for that money. This so now, <laughs> the government says, "Hey, I need thirty percent of that also." So thirty percent of eighteen thousand six hundred dollars is five thousand five hundred dollars. So from one transaction, guys, from me getting paid and then buying one one thing, my original $30,000, the car lot now has $13,000, $13,100, and the government now has $16,900 of it. They have more of the money I made in one transaction than I fucking have, than either one of us have. I have a car worth shit, less than the $30,000 that I really had, less than the $20,000 I really had, and less than the fucking, uh, uh, it's worth less than the, the 16, hold on, the $13,100 that the car dealership had, because the car dealership had to make fucking money, guys. So that car now really is only worth about 10 grand. I got a $10,000 uh, car, thank you, for my $30,000 worth in real life. No, that's not theft, guys. No theft there. Hey, it's perfect. Great system. Great system. We just got to raise taxes. Everything will be kosher. Um, so. <laughs> oh, man. And so this microtransaction process now, right? Because now, so so, <laughs> the, 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 dealer, the dealer has $13,100 to play with. But he's going to start spending that money. And every time he spends it, he gets transactioned again. He's going to get 7% on his end, 30% on the other. Every transaction, the government's basically taking 37%. Think about how fucking nutty that is. So before you know it, listen, this is, what, this, is, this, is, this is why it's important, right? As he spends the remaining $13,000, it will be transactioned and taxed until the government literally has 100% of that money I made and I'm left with a few overpriced products that I don't that don't equal the value of my work. 
and they've literally just stolen $30,000 out of circulation from the American people, out of the economy. That money could have went to charity. That money could have been helping my neighbor who maybe doesn't have food. Think about how crazy that is, guys. So so, so instead of the $30,000, like I said, remaining in circulation for the others to acquire and spend forever, that $30,000 would stay in the economy forever. And that's how wealth would be built. That $30,000 might change hands 45, 50 times in my lifetime. And every single person would have benefited from that 30 grand that had it at some point. They would have $30,000 of purchasing power. Instead, it gets smaller and smaller every transaction before you have literally no buying, uh, no purchasing power with that $30,000 and the government has taken it from you after they've worked for nothing. They've done nothing. They've labored none. That's a fucking horrible system, guys. I'm sorry. Taxation is theft. Let me give you an example of how crazy this system is. I'll use my hometown of Hobart because these numbers are so big, people don't realize how fucking crazy they really are and how little it actually takes to run something, right? So here we go. I'll use my hometown of Hobart, Indiana, who I actually think does a really good job with the money and resources it gets, but it's always easier just to to, uh, supply the basic needs of people in smaller groups than in one larger program, right? Which is why um, small governments always do it better than large governments. Because it's hard to uh, it's hard to get all those resources, um, uh, uh, spread out through a, through a huge economy to 330 million people that need them. Think about that. It's just too big. Um, so which is um, which which is why small groups and, uh, uh, and, and collectives, you know, like cities and town. Um, if given their resources back, will always do better and cheaper for all involved. And this example should make it extremely obvious. So if I'm not mistaken, Hobart's annual uh, budget, their annual spending in 2018 was like $21 million, right? So Hobart has 30,000 residents. Now I, me, myself, I paid roughly $15,000 in income taxes last year alone. $15,000 in income tax, guys. And I don't make a lot of money. But I'm a single, no kids, uh, no home. I'm not a homeowner. I rent. So I get taxed more than anybody. I subsidize your kids. You know, all you guys taking those tax credits. Um, So, and and, and that $15,000 I paid in income tax, that does not include my healthcare expenses. Doesn't include any property tax. It doesn't include any registration tax, any sales tax, you know, those microtransactions. None of that. It's just right off the top. 15,000 bucks right off the top. Now, basic math says we could run our city for $21 million divided by 30,000 people. You know how much money that is? $700. $700 per person in my town of Hobart can run exactly like it did. Think about how fucking crazy that is. I paid almost that much in the county tax alone. Where the fuck's all this money going? Right? And that's in, and that's before we even include local businesses paying some of their shit. So where the fuck do you need all my money? How about I get back my $15,000 and I support my city via that $700 and then I have $14,300 left, guys, for charity or to uh, uh, spend supporting other Americans or I don't know, maybe sending my kids somewhere nice maybe taking my wife on vacation, maybe paying off some bills, maybe uh, my rent, maybe my mortgage, maybe buying that new car I need, maybe food. 
don't know, I'm pretty sure I could spend that $14,000, 300 and support people around me a lot better than the government could, that 14300 That's just my opinion. And I don't understand how you don't feel that opinion unless you feel like you're, like I said, completely unable to make decisions for yourself or do the right thing. Then I don't care how you feel that you couldn't do better with that money. You couldn't use that money, right? So we can, we can actually see in real life how not paying taxes and having the heavy hand of the government pushing down on you can make you, middle-class person, extremely well uh, wealthy. How would you be doing right now if you had an extra $14,000 in your check every year for the last five years, say? Think about all the shit you could have paid off. Think about how little credit card debt you would have. Think about how little how little debt you would have in general. Cars would be paid off. Homes would be paid off. Businesses would be thriving. It's fucking disgusting, guys. And and if you don't think if you don't think um, not being taxed builds wealth, we have real life examples of 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 that being exactly opposite. Just look at fucking churches who are tax exempt. They have any money issues? Anybody? Bueller? 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 Anyone seeing anyone seeing these tax exempt uh, um, places have any money issues? I don't. Seems like they're doing quite well. They have fucking all kinds of money. They don't got to pay nothing to the government. It's fucking insanity. It's great. It's great for them. It sucks for us. Right. So here here's my uh, here's my real life example. It's that letter I was telling you about. So I actually do a um, let me let me explain what I mean. Uh, and I get this letter every year. Um, so I. Being a guy who doesn't like to pay taxes, um, I like to pay zero, if that makes sense. I like my, um, I don't want to get a tax return. I don't want a big tax return because that means I gave the government too much of my money. You are lending the government your money when you pay over in tax. So when you get that big, uh, that big, um, well, let me just, let me just go on. So here, here's, <laughs> all right. You don't think that the government is fucking crooked. So let me go back to that, that county tax. So that county tax is basically, um, Illinois was having, Indiana was having a problem with all the people that work in Illinois. So when you go to Illinois, you pay their income tax so that the state of Illinois actually gets your income tax. Indiana wasn't getting none of that money. Well, of course, the state, they want a piece of their pie. And when I was on the road, I ran into this every year. Every year, I pay my state taxes based on the state I was working in, not Indiana, even though technically my legal address was Indiana. That's just how it works. So every year, Indiana will come back and try to double tax me. No bullshit. Every year, I had to fucking send these fucking cucks a letter saying I don't owe you shit. And my tax guy had to fucking every year had to tell these guys, I don't owe you double taxes. I've already paid my state tax. And they'd be like, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, mis- yeah, sorry, like you didn't know. No, no, you're preying on fucking people that wouldn't take the time to look into it. You're preying on people who are misinformed, who are already hurting, and they're the, you get this fucking letter, and I get letters every year because I pay. So let me, let me ask you why I get this letter. So basically, basically um, you would just pay it because you'd be scared. Like they're going to take my home. They're going to throw me in jail. You'd pay it, and you'd pay double. And the state wouldn't give two shits. Cause you know, you can, you know, all you people that say, oh, oh we need to pay more, t-. you know, you know, you know, there's no, there's no law that says you have to take any tax break. You don't have to take any child credit. You don't have to take any, uh, interest payment off your tax. You can pay the full amount. In fact, you can send a check to the IRS right now and they'll take it. Even if you don't owe them anything, 
You can pay more. You can voluntarily pay as much as the fuck you want. So all you virtual signalers, you think the government does so good, give them more fucking money then. Why are you writing shit off on your taxes? You're not virtuous, guy. You're trash. But uh, so I get this letter. So what, what, so what I do is, like I said, I, I like to be even because I don't want them. Basically, what you're doing is you're giving the government a ta- uh, 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 an interest-free loan, right? If you get a $10,000 refund back, you pay the government $10,000 more than they deserved over the year. That'd be, a th- that'd be almost $1,000 in your pocket, guys. $1,000 in your pocket each month. What could you have done with that money? And you're like, oh, I got this $10,000 tax return. How great. Let me go blow it because you think it's free money. It's not free money. That was already your money. You already earned that money. You didn't have to give it to the government right off the bat. You could have made that work for you throughout the year. You could have paid your rent. You could have bought your groceries. Think about how crazy that is. They made you poor for the year. They made you struggle by taking $10,000 more than you actually owed them. That's a fucked up system. So anyway, um, here we go. So uh, immediate action required. You must pay the, so um, let me just real quick. So I, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting way off on, on these tangents. Um, so I, like I said, I, I tried not to give them any, and I'm usually really good at it where I get about, um, so, so Indiana, when, when they made, when they, let me back up guys. I'm so sorry. I'm all over the fucking place. This is what happens when I don't take notes. Um, the, because Indiana wasn't able to get that money from people who worked in Illinois and then like in myself worked out of state, what they did was they added that county tax and it's 1%. It's 1% of your income. And it's, so you have to tell them where you live or where you work. So if I work in a different county than I live, I got to pay that. I got to pay that other, te- that other 1% to the, to the county, to Lake County, Lake County, Indiana is where I live. Um, I got to pay 1% to one. So if I worked in like Cook County, Illinois, Lake County, Indiana is getting 1%. If I work in both, it's still just 1%. They don't double, they don't double you at least, but it's 1%. So they threw an extra 1%. Now, now that may not seem like you make $50,000, 1% is 500 bucks. So I'm usually pretty good at keeping my federal to almost nothing. And my state's always nothing. I'm real good at keeping my state down. I keep my federal. I usually get about a five, $600 federal return every year. I will pay just a, just a hair because it's just hard to get it. You don't know what you're gonna, what you're actually going to work. Um, and then I don't take out the county tax. I wait to the end. So usually my county tax equals what I owe. I mean, what the federal government owes me. So it ends up being pretty much a wash. So I'm pretty much right at that zero mark I like to be at, which means I had all my money. I got to use it to my benefit. The government didn't get anything extra from me. They shouldn't have got nothing, but they didn't at least didn't get no extra from me. And, uh, and, and I don't pay that county tax right away. I wait till I get this fucking letter every year. I get this letter every year. And here's what it is. For, so I owe them, I owe them 500 and I have to take the back. I owe them $623.70 because I, uh, I have $56, almost $60 in interest already before I paid it. And I don't care it's for principal. So immediate action required. You must, so this is coming from the Indiana Department of Revenue. They got the full force of the law underneath them. They can arrest me and throw me in jail. And here's a letter I get. You must pay the amount owed no later than August 12th, 2019 or show reasonable cause with supporting documentation for not paying. Failure to do so will convert this notice to a tax warrant. I'm going to put a warrant out for my arrest, guys. And be referred for immediate 
collection action, which can include wage garnishment, levying a bank account, or auctioning a personal property pursuant to Indiana Code 6 81, 83, 4, and 8. So basically, what they're saying is if you don't pay this by August 12th, we're going to destroy your credit. We're going to put a warrant for your arrest out. We're going to garnish your wages from work, and we might even sell your shit. We'll come seize your property for $500. Now, I got a friend who owed 10 grand. He had an accounting error when he bought a home. They were going to throw him in jail. They're like, hey, you owe us seven. We'll put you on a plan. It was like $1,000 a month. He goes, how am I going to live? How am I going to pay my mortgage? I got a kid. They're like, not our problem. We're going to throw you and your family in the fucking streets. Because you owe us 10 Gs. But we're going to turn around and give that 10 grand to someone who does not work. And who doesn't have this, (laughs) who doesn't have the goddamn law breathing down their neck to saying, hey, if you don't pay us, we're going to throw you in jail. They don't have that. So you're the only one, the responsible taxpayer. You're the one who has the threat of felony, losing your possessions, throwing your uh, family on the street, and imprisonment. Think about how fucking crazy that is, dude. Right? So all you people, like I said, that get that, that 10 grand back and then go blow it instantly because you think it's free money. It's not free money, guys. It's the money you earned. Right? So, um... And then, and then, and then, but the rich, right? That's always the thing. But the rich, they just don't pay their fair share. So, what do, what do you consider fair, though? What's a fair amount to steal from anyone, guys? If I walk up to you and you have ten dollars, and I say, if you don't give me three dollars of it, I will rip you from your family and I'll throw you in a cage. Even if I told you I was going to give it to someone to use in need, you would still go home and say I robbed you, no? Right? If I just walked up to you and I was like, hey, you got ten bucks? I need three dollars of it. You're like, but what? Why? Why? It's like, well, I, I know this guy down the street, and I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give him some of it. And you're like, but, but, it, I don't know who that guy is, and I, I, I kind of need this money for myself. You know, I, I got like, you know, I got, I got a wife at home, and we don't have this is all we got. We, we gotta eat. And it's like, sorry, guy. I'll tell you what. If you don't give me this three dollars, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna beat you up. I'm gonna beat you up. I might throw you in a fucking cage just for the fun of it, and then I might turn, I might grab your iPhone, I might sell it. And then what? And then you're like, and then so you give me the three bucks and I go back and I was like, oh, he wanted to pay that three. He gave it to me voluntarily. And he's like, no, 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 I didn't give it to him voluntarily. He told me he was going to fucking beat me up if I didn't give it to him. He used coercion. He used the threat of jailhouse and the bayonet to uh, to extort this $3 from me. I didn't give it voluntarily. I just did it because I didn't want to get beat up. You would go home and say I stole from you. So what makes that different? What's so different about the government doing it? Congress is to pass no laws that itself does not have to follow. That's in the Constitution. So if you can't thieve, why can they? If you can't murder, why can we? Why can they? Why can they go overseas and murder people? You can't do that. You can't just go up and rob somebody. Why can they? What's different about that? Yeah, we have legalized violence and theft for them. But I get it. You're not a thief. You're moral. You just voted to send a thug to do it instead while you virtue signal to the rest of us on social media about how wonderful, uh, wonderfully woke you are. You're just too pussy to fucking do it yourself. 
right? So you just vote for the mob. This 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 thing has all this force behind it. The uh the police, the military, the law has everything behind it. The 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 government can fuck you up way more than any individual could. And you're gonna sick those on the people, hardworking Americans, while you virtue signal. No, no, no. You're just as big as a thief as they are. Why don't you understand that? You're also a thief. Just like if 70% of the uh, population voted to murder the other 30%, it would still be murder. Even though it was democratically elected, doesn't fucking matter. You can't vote someone's rights away, guys. That's not how it works. That's why we don't have democracy. That's why we're a republic. Democracy is dangerous. Democracy doesn't equal morality, guys. Just because you vote to take something for someone, if there was four of us around in a circle and you had a bike and three of us decided we voted and we're like, hey, let's vote because I think we could use this bike more than you could and we vote and we take and we don't have a bike so we vote and we take it three to one. Is that theft? Of course it is. You wouldn't say we're moral because we fucking voted first. You'd say no, we're a group of thugs who fucking voted and, and let's say let's, let's, the more the more uh. The, the easiest government, the, the, the better um, relation to that would be us three of a vote for it. And then we send in the big dude down the street, you know, the bully. And we actually send him to come take it just in case you, you know, just in case you want to get a little squirrely and say, you don't want to give up your bike. We send the dude who's going to fuck you up if you don't. But we voted for it. So no worries. Democracy. Beautiful thing. Moral. And, and, and here's an even funnier twist, right? Uh, you know, and me being a liber- libertarian, I, I fully agree with this, but the left, who wants to tax you to death, says we need to uh, uh, not have people sitting in prison for nonviolent crimes. Guess what uh, tax evasion is? It's a nonviolent crime. But without the risk of the jail uh, for noncompliance, nobody would fucking pay. Kind of a conundrum you backed yourself into there, nah. And, and and more on this fair share. Um, let's look at me and you and fairness. You have kids. You have a house. Did you take the child credit and write off your interest in your home? Why don't you pay your fair share? Just like a business, when you claim a child credit, you're saying you took a loss by providing for someone else. Same as they get to write off losses, so do you. But guess what, Einstein, virtue signaler? I don't have kids. So I don't get that credit. So even if we make the same, uh, I pay a higher tax percentage than you. Here's that word you love so much. Why am I subsidizing your kids? Hmm? Why am I subsidizing their schooling when I don't have anyone utilizing that service? Why don't I get $6,000 off my tax bill for a kid? Doesn't seem fair. I thought we were talking about fair share. You're like, but yeah, but you know, business has got to pay their fair share. We, we're subsidizing corporations. No, no, no. What they allow them to do is if they take a loss, which is fucking crony capitalism. This is this is not any part of the free market. This is actually government intervention. That that thing you claim you want so badly, but yet you're actually bitch about all the parts that the government fucks up. Right? The government says they can't take a loss. Mm, corporation, we can write off losses. Mm, we can overspend. Hmm, we can write off a loss just like you did. You were off that loss of your child. That's a loss because they can't provide for the family. So you took a negative. They took a negative. You both get credits. You both get tax credits. And guess who doesn't? Me. 
because I don't have a kid. So I subsidize you to have kids. Hmm. Hmm. That's kind of it's kind of weird. Why aren't you paying your fair share? Oh, concerned one. You do understand that uh um that basically they're using the same tax laws as you to lower their effective tax rate. All facilitated and allowed by the government. The corporation you can 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 say, well, I'm gonna take this credit, it has to be passed in the law first. Right? So think about that. You can't just take this credit yourself. You couldn't just be like, eh, no law here, but I'm gonna take this child credit. The the corporation can't just say, eh, no law here, law here, but I'm just gonna write off my losses anyway. No, 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 no. The government has to pass it first. They have to pass it first in the law. So all those uh, all those um, people running for president right now, you know, all those thirty year politicians, who's telling you that for the last two years is the only reason why our country is, and it's like, well, wait a second here, you made these laws, you've been passing these laws. It doesn't make no sense. But those same congressmen and women, like I said, who have been passing these laws for 30 years, um, now now they're, you know, and they're facilitating this, now they're going to fix it. Eh, just give us more power. Don't worry. I know we fucked you guys completely. But if you just give us a little bit more power, a little bit more of your money, we'll make all the best decisions for you. We'll make sure you're completely taken care of. Just... Fuck paying fifteen thousand dollars your income. Give us thirty thousand. Give us fifty percent of it. Give us sixty percent of it, and we'll just guarantee you everything. We'll guarantee you food. We'll guarantee you a home. We'll guarantee you a car. We'll guarantee you an education. Fuck. We'll we'll even t- fuck, we'll guarantee you uh, climate change will be eradicated. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't buy it. How about I just take my thirty thousand dollars and. And, and we'll see what happens, right? Um, and, and the only fix, obviously, right, to you guys and to them is to make this entity that has a monopoly on violence, who has a monopoly on theft, can rip you from your family and cage you. The only obvious fix is to give them more power and control. In case you missed it, large corporations love regulations because they get to uh, not have capitalism. Right? And you're like, what? That don't make sense. Capitalism is regulated by the consumer, guys. It's regulated, uh, uh, um, it's regulated, it's not, it's regulated by by a government that can't be bought. Right? That's what's happening right now. It's it's regulated by a government that can be bought instead of being regulated by the consumer. The consumer would regulate the Walmarts. If we didn't like what Walmart was doing, if we didn't like their prices, we wouldn't buy their shit. And they would go out of business. It's that simple. And other people would be able to compete. Instead, this government can be bought. It can, these large corporations can actually pay for these regulations. And I'll explain why they like these. Because this is this is cronyism. This is this is uh, corporatism. This is crony um, um, corporate capitalism. It's not capitalism. It's not free market. Um, a, like I said, a regulation is simply a cost. The big players in the game can afford this cost. They can afford the tax rate increase. You know who can't afford to pay for the permit? or to pay higher taxes, the small business, the locally owned business, the business just starting out. So they go belly up um, while being smothered by these regulations. Large corporations who can afford it then get to expand using money they don't have because the government will allow them to, again, write off their losses. 
just like they allow you to write off your kid. And that's how monopolies and businesses too big um, to compete with get made. Seriously, you guys can't be this fucking retarded. All these issues you hate are a result of the government being too big, not too small. And guess what? Your carbon footprint is now exponentially bigger than mine. As your kids and their kids and their kids' kids start using up resources. Where's my credit? Why do I still have to pay more than you in taxes? Fair, oh, fair share one. Pay your fucking fair share, guy. You fucking virtue signaler bullshitter. You guys are so fucking trash, you don't even realize the hypocrisy. You're, you're allowing this authoritarian um, entity to be more authoritarian. What are you going to do? You're going to throw these people in jail if they don't pay a higher tax? We're just going to round them up? Throw them in a fucking cage? That'll go real well, man. That'd be real good for our society. Fucking retards. Um, so so my point is you're not as moral as you think you you are. Um, when you actually just think for a second and stop being a mouthpiece for the corporate news and blue check mark Twitter. These people are all out of retouch with reality, guys. They don't even fucking practice what they're preaching. Hollywood's a full of perverts who are molesting kids. And you guys are all fucking acting like they're uh, like our moral compass to be guided by because they got a blue check mark next to their fucking Twitter name. Fuck out of here. Most, most of you are running around saying you support candidates that are proposing doubling the spending of the U.S. government for programs. You guys understand that? Programs that require taxation to fund. Let's, uh, let's put that into perspective real quick. This is getting super long. I, I had no idea it was going to be this long. We spend $4 trillion a year, right? $3 trillion comes from taxes. And $1 trillion we put um, on the credit card for our kids to pay back because we are woke. Did you know that? Did you know that every year you're putting a trillion dollars onto a credit card that you're going to force your kid to pay back at some point? And when uh, artificial interest rates rise, excuse me, they're not going to be able to pay that back. That's like handing them a, a credit card with a variable interest rate on it. And you're like, at eh, 0% still. So we'll just keep adding to it because, you know, they're not really paying nothing right now in terms of interest. Not, not that much, at least. But then, but then when, by, by uh, some point, that interest is going to be like, you know, it's going to be 20%. And you're just like, eh, but you know, I got shit out of it. Fuck my kids, right? I thought this was about the kids. I thought this was about saving something for them. How are you going to save something for them if there ain't no fucking money? So, you, you, you know how many governments spend $3 trillion a year? Zero. Besides us, zero, zero. So Medicare for all alone, and and I'll give Joe Biden a little bit of credit here because he's the only one calling these people out. If you watch the last debate, he was the only one to call them out saying, how are you going to pay for this, guys? Like, let's, we got it. If we want to win this, we have to live in some sort of reality here. And he was the only one calling them out and he's taking a hit for it. But good kudos for you, bro. Um, so this Medicare for all, alone, just this one program, is estimated to cost a minimum, guys, a minimum of $30 trillion over the next 10 years. That one program will double the size of our government. Double the size of our government. And like I just said, you know how many governments spend $3 trillion a year? None. So in 275 years, 
or whatever, we have gone from the smallest government in history of the world to the largest government in the history of the world. And the world's been around for a fucking long time. That one program would cost more than any other government spends in its entirety ever in the history of our world. So you want to take the largest government ever, which is us right now, and then add what would be considered the largest government ever right on top of it. Like, eh, fuck it, double down one, one program. We'll just double down completely. Talk about going fucking hard on tilt, bro. That doesn't sound crazy to you at all, especially when you already take into consider, consideration that we're $22 trillion in debt and have about $250 trillion. That's with a T, not a B or an M. That's trillion, $250 trillion worth of unfunded liabilities out there, guys, in Social Security and Medicare alone already. Do you know what that means? For you guys who don't know what that means, and they never fucking talk about this. That means at this point right now, 2019, uh, Monday, October 21st, we as a country know that we have already promised American citizens, right? All these things are keep, they're promising you all kinds of shit right now. Free healthcare, free education, free daycare, free everything, free everything, right? So they, they're guaranteeing you a payment. They're guaranteeing you something for your vote. I mean, that's a bribe. First off, I mean, you guys are all like, oh, you can't ask for something in exchange for something else. Really? You guys are asking for fucking, uh, uh, in exchange for something. I'll give you something free in exchange for your vote. That's a bribe, dude. Sorry, it's a bribe. Offering you something for a vote. Anyway, it's neither here or there. Right? So we've already, as a country, through all these programs we already have, we've already established nothing new, no Medicare for all, no free health, uh, education, no nothing, right? We've already promised the American citizens $250 trillion worth of payments that have to go to them, Right? Money we know we will have to give to you. But guess what? We don't actually have it. We already know we're $250 trillion in debt. Won't be able to make those payments. And we're acting like, we're acting like this is no big deal. We just keep adding. We'll double. Fuck it. We'll double down again. We'll double down on the programs. We'll double down on the spending. We'll double down on the debt. Doesn't even fucking matter to these guys no more all of a sudden. Makes you kind of wonder what, what the plan is here. I don't know. Kind of sounds like they want our country to fucking just dissolve. And then they could be the elites, you know, running it. And then we could be a one world government. And they can hold all the money in the world. Control all the people in the world. Right? So, um, which means we, as a country, right now, in real life, real life numbers, we're like $275 trillion in debt. It's a house of fucking cards, guys. And instead of talking about how we're going to pay down our debt, like I said before, this house of card falls, or how we are going to fund the shit already promised, we'll just double down, triple down on the insanity and just offer everything for free. What we should be talking about is how we're going to pay off our debt. How are we going to get back to three? We, we take in about $3 trillion in taxes right now. How are we going to get, but we spend four. How can we get down to three or raise enough taxes to get us to four? Before we even fucking start talking about, can we at least get neutral? Can we get to a zero sum loss before we start acting, talking about uh, adding shit? Doesn't that sound crazy to you? If you had a maxed out credit card, would your first thought be to double down on that credit card? Or would it be to try to like, you know, 
become even first. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe it is the double down. Maybe that's the maybe that's the way to go. Ah, fucking sounds retarded to me. Um, and, and 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 how we pay for it? Well, well, it's simple, right? You guys, it's simple, right? We're gonna pay for it from the rich. Two cents on every dollar. Just that's all. We're, it's just two cents. We'll make up everything. It's bullshit. She has she's she has not Elizabeth Warren. Not no candidate out there has zero plans that you can find online or anywhere on their website that says how they're actually going to pay for Medicare for all. They'll tell you how you're going to pay for the other shit that doesn't add up nothing close to Medicare for all. Nothing on how they're going to pay for Medicare at all. It's like, eh, so that's just a Republican talking point. When you start bringing up costs, that's a Republican talking point. No, it's not. It's a human talking point. We all have to fucking worry about costs. The fuck is this? I mean, what the fuck? So the rich... You know who you're gonna who's gonna pay for all this massive spending? You know, have you looked at the real data? Have you looked at what the rich actually have? They have nowhere near the amount of wealth to even pay for one of these programs being offered. Not a one, not a single one of them. Even if you confiscated everything they own and all their money, all of it. But you're more, but it's moral, right? Because they have more than you to tax. So we should do it at like 95%, right? We should take all of it. 95%. We'll leave them 5%. They're rich. They can handle it. Well, how, then how do you justify a moral one? The fact that if you make $32,000 a year, you are in the 1% earners of the world. The world. If it's a moral thing, how do you justify not giving up 95% of your wealth to help them? Or do you only care about the people in your country? Hmm? Which would be a weird flex. Because that would make you a nationalist. The evil word you hate so much. If you want to keep all your money in the country, you're a nationalist. If you want to help the rest of the world, you're not. So if it's moral to take from people who have more than people who do not, then you need to start giving up your fucking money too. I'm talking about you making $30,000 a year. You're the 1%. You're the 1% of the world. I need you to give about $25,000 of that to other people we can send it to sub-Saharan Africa. Okay? Help those people out. But if, I mean, if it's a moral issue, right? If it's moral and you want to be moral and you're going to vote to take other people's shit, give up your shit too. Why, why is it just them if it's moral? Otherwise, it's not moral. Then you're being immoral by your own definition, right? I don't think you're being immoral, but you claim you're being immoral then. If we're using your standards. And, and let me show you just how dangerous this rhetoric can be, right? Constantly talking about, and I'm, I'm going to try to uh, get through this real quick, guys. I know this is, holy shit, hour and 18 minutes. Um, um, just let me show you how dangerous this rhetoric can be, right? Talking about how, uh, constantly, um, if the rich weren't rich, you'd somehow be rich and not poor, you know? Um, would, would that then make you evil, though? I'm just wondering if if you stole from the rich because you're poor and that's supposed to bring you wealth. If that brings you wealth, um, does does that then make you evil? Because now you have wealth. I mean, I just don't think it does. But but whatever. Um, so so here is a Facebook post. I, w- I just want to show you how dangerous this rhetoric can be from a dude who I met while I was living in Georgia. I lived in Georgia for about a year when I was on that road that we explained about earlier. Um, now this guy started off as a progressive, you know, kind of, uh, 
kind of outspoken against corporate America, but nothing crazy, really crazy in his rhetoric. He has, though, over the last couple years, and as the tone has kind of been turned up on how the rich are the causes of all your problems, even though I just laid out how the state is facilitating these issues, um, um, he has embraced this Antifa faction of the left, right? The far left, the communist faction of the party. And he too, just like them, has ramped up his willingness to outright, and, and, and I'm going to say it right here, call for murder, like legit murder. And that's not being hyperbolic. It's also crazy that Facebook, first off, lets this ride. But, uh, you know, but I can't talk about the war in Syria without getting fucking uh, my, my, content, my content pulled. Um, so, so let me pull up this Facebook post, right? Now, there's a dude responding and, and he brings some brilliant counters. And I'm just going to read through these real quick. I'm going to try not to, I'm going to try not to, uh, um, talk about them too much because I need to get through this. Um, but the man responding to this was actually born it just, just from reading other comments that he, he's commented on his, his stuff before very rarely, but he has, um, he, he's come, he was born, um, and, and, and immigrated from a communist country, right? The dude responding. So he has some firsthand knowledge on this big government and what this dude is actually calling for, which is a, right along the lines of what his government was. And, and he's very like, listen, you don't understand, dude. Like, you, you just don't understand. So, so let me just, let me, here's the post, right? So um, I'm not going to give no names, but it was, basically a, it was basically a meme, right? You know, like someone posted something and it says, when people claim that the fulfillment of basic needs for all would destroy the incentive to work, they are admitting the entire capitalist system is based in coercion, that it is a form of slavery, work for us or starve. Labor can never be voluntary in such a system, which is just complete fucking bullshit, right? So, um, oh, what the fuck? Hold on, I didn't get his, let me, I'm sorry, guys. Let me pull. Let me pull up his uh, post real quick. I had it. I had it just screenshotted. Let me pull it up because I want to see. I want his actual. Uh, you know, he wrote something above it. Uh, hold on one second. Wow. So uh, apparently he deleted what he actually wrote. You know, like you you can post a picture and then wrote write something on top of it. So he actually deleted that part, which is fine because his response is say it again. So um, uh, um, let's see. Scroll down, sorry guys. So this this dude responds. Now this is not the guy from the communists because it's just a, a separate response, but it, it, it's good. He says that's nonsense. Whether it's a company or you're a hunter gatherer, all of your basic needs require considerable work. Neither of which makes you a slave. It's the it's the life of every intelligent organism on the face of the planet, and that's one hundred percent accurate, right? And then here's what this dude replies: the guy who wants to murder people. He says. If it weren't for the existence of the rich slash leeches that make up the upper class in society, I'd be more amenable to your take. Alas, those pesky rich still exist, so I'm going to have to disagree until they stop existing. Oh, man, you're not authoritarian or anything like that. So then the dude responds back, yeah, um, that is another thing that happens with every intelligent organism. Substitute rich, uh, rich with better food. The only difference between animals and us is the better hunters 
came up with governments to ensure they stayed that way. Without government, they disappear. And that's the, that's the point. The government is what's facilitating this, not the rich people. And then, and, then, and then what does he say? Then let's hunt the rich. That's his response. Then let's hunt the rich. Now, here's where the dude from the communist um, country chimes in. And he says, I have as much interest as any leftist in the eradication and alleviation of, say, poverty. Almost everybody does. At every turn, however, you seem far more interested in abolishing prosperity than poverty to the point that I don't even think you see soaking the rich um, as a means to an end. You come off as wanting to help the poor as an excuse to harm rich people. In any case other dude is correct. Nature must be explore, uh, exploit, ex, exploitative since without being productive, you would starve. And unless you think that things like food and shelter, even in their most basic forms, flow magically into our mouths with no effort and structures, magically and, and uh, with no effort and structures magically materialize around us to protect us from the elements, then you must concede that this is not mere assumption but axiomatic fact. What a great response. This dude's like super, I love, I love this dude. Uh, I might start following him actually. And then he, so do response. Poverty is a byproduct of allowing the rich to leech from society. They uphold the systems by which others are exploited and oppressed through. They are, by their very existence, a blight upon not just humanity, but the earth itself. Any harm that comes to them is inherently just just in that their existence is harmful for all who aren't them. It's, it's just, you know, just, you know, justifying, you know, it's just justifying murdering them for, you know, just for existence. Um, for them to exist and operate, others must be stepped upon. You don't eradicate poverty through the system which created the distinction, but rather throw the whole system out as well as all of its guards. You can be pro-market and anti-rich, bud. So here's this dude, and he breaks down all these points. So the point of um, poverty poverty is a byproduct of allowing the rich to leech from society. So what he's doing, he's just like, he's pulling out that like little uh, sentences and then responding to each one. Super smart. He goes, not to say it isn't a factor, but for the most part, that is still false. Prosperity is created. It just doesn't magically appear. Your argument lacks quite a bit of nuance. What causes prosperity? is a better question to ask because when you know um, because you know what does then you can ask what can prevent um, can prevent prosperity it is at that point you start looking at barriers in the way of of said prosperity it's the rich is pretty lazy next point they uphold the system by which others are exploited and oppressed through i'm curious as to where government plays a role in your analysis since it is the government that passes legislation in businesses favor just like i explained earlier next point any harm that comes to them is inherently just in that their existence is harmful to all who aren't them okay so let's say i'm sitting at a bar and a dude is sitting next to me and we start to talk about physics because we're cool and the question comes up what each of us do, and he says, I am a CEO. Shooting him in the face is just, correct? Next point. For them to exist and operate, others must be stepped upon. That's like saying someone in the Appalachias, who's a hell of a lot worse off than the two of us, is stepped on by virtue of my existence. 
not only are you smuggling in a fixed pie fallacy, just being rich or middle class does not indicate that one was harmed. If someone made $45,000 a year in their blue collar job, that does not indicate that they had um, taken anything from anyone, nor would an unemployment um, and lack of income give evidence that they are owned anything either, that they're owed anything either. Next point, you don't eradicate poverty through the system which created the distinction. Agreed. So let's abolish taxes. Let's also abolish all types of barriers to entry put in place by the state, who apparently is Walmart in your logic. Um, that, um, uh, that inhibit prosperity, and then, let's also dra- and, then, and let's also drastically reduce the size of the state. At least three things for sure would result. It becomes a lot easier for poor to prosper as there would be a lot less bureaucracy getting in their way to start a business or be hired into a business. Government can't can't pass um, as many laws and legislation in behalf of big businesses and more competition, whereas big business play on a more even playing field. And then he writes, you know, the last point you can uh, of the you can be pro market and anti rich. But and I thought this was the best response. But you can't be big government and pro-market, bud. And that is the biggest point. He's like, so the dude finished his little, with a little smirk. You know, like this was his little got you to the dude. You can be pro-market and anti-rich, bud. And he goes, but you can't be big uh, government and pro-market, bud, which is 100% true. So, of course, now he doesn't really have much of a response, but, you know, so now he's going to start laughing out loud. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Prosperity is created and then immediately stolen by the rich. Didn't I? I literally just broke down how prosperity is created by you working and then the government comes in and steals it. So, how's the rich coming in to steal my money? No, 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 no. The government just came in and stole my money, not the rich. You got this shit all fucking backwards, guys. Um, don't talk about nuance when your stance is that rich people create prosperity. Shit, that take is rich. Laughing out loud, right? And then he comes back again because now now he's now he's rambling, posting because he knows he don't have nothing. He says the government passing legislation for the rich sounds like the government is really just a tool used by the rich to secure their place. Thus, they're the or uh, they're the original evil, not government. Again, your argument, as you put it, lacks nuance. And he literally just said the complete opposite of what he was trying to say. He says the government passing legislation for the rich sounds like the government is really just a tool used by the rich to secure their place. Yeah. Yeah. But what came first? Rich or the government? I think the government came first, bruh. Right? So then thus, the rich aren't the original evil. The government is. You fucking retard. So then he, then he, and then he comes. No one ever said I was big government. So stop trying that angle. He really has nothing, right? So then dude comes back. Prosperity is created. Okay, that's a good start. So what do people need to do in order to be prosperous? Next point. Then immediately stolen by the rich. I don't follow. So the rich taxes us or dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> He's right along my lines. Or is it the government taxing us? Don't talk about nuance when your stance is that rich people create prosperity. That's the point that the other dude wrote. He goes, cite where I said the rich create prosperity. He never did. He never said the rich create prosperity. He said we can all prosper and be rich. 
Next point, the government passing legislation for the rich sounds like the government is really just a tool used by the rich to secure their place. Thus, they're, they're the original evil, not government. Again, your argument is you play it lacks nuance. If I use this, and here's the response. If I use the st- state, say, to take your land via eminent domain and transfer it to me, I've opted for the political means of acquiring wealth at your expense. But how does one use the state? If I could make the state my puppet, the world would be a very different place. One of the main problems with every statist's philosophy is precisely that once an organization has its power, you have no way to control what it does with it. Benefiting from the political means is not the same thing as using it. What if I lobby the state to benefit at your expense and I fail? Also, state power is exerted by threats of violence against all who disobey. Corporate power is exerted as an offer of an exchange of value. Do what I want or die is rather different from do what I want or I won't give you my stuff. Walmart can't throw me in jail because I didn't work at their job. The state can if I don't pay them. What a fuck, dude. I'm telling you, this guy is super smart, dude. Your argument has basically no nuance. It's just flat out lazy. When a large percentage of your post argue for government intervention in the economy, it isn't difficult to deduce that. Uh, I mean, if it looks like a duck and talks like one, dot, 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 dot. Dude comes back with, a large portion of my posts are about the working class overthrowing the rich. If you confuse that for government, then I don't know what to tell you. And he, the other dude's not wrong. All his posts are about the government doing this. Not him. He's not coming in and throwing away anybody. He's a pussy. He's not coming to fucking take shit from you. He's going to vote, like we talked about earlier, for the big hand of government to come do for it. So he's 100%. How, how do you think you're going to confiscate from the rich without the government? Don't worry. I'll wait. So, so I don't know what to tell you, Mr. I want to kill people just because they exist. But you're fucking wrong, dude. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're so out there, dude. Um, if you're going to sit back and have me have to, exp- and here's where he gets mad. So now he can't really explain his position. He knows he's just been out debated. He, he knows that the dude called him out on all his bullshit points. So what do you do? If you're going to sit back and have me have to explain to you, your entire first argument boiled down to the idea that you believe the rich create prosperity, which he never even said. I don't know how you deduce that. Then I'm done with this. You're arguing in bad faith and I don't have time for that. No, no, no. What that, AKA, what that really means is I don't have uh, a response to your argument. So I'm just going to act like you don't understand what you even posted the first time. I knew more. And this is the status. This is the status mentality. Again, I know better than you. He's basically telling the dude, you don't understand your own post. If I have to explain to you your own post, then we're done here. You're not arguing in good faith. It's like, no, 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 no. Maybe you just took his post wrong because you're already trying to answer it before you actually listen to what he was saying. Right. And then he comes back, even though he was done argument, arguing, you know, he has to, he has to come back, kill the rich and take back your shit. So here, here's now he's actually sticking his, you need to fucking kill people. How this stays on Facebook. This is still on Facebook to this day. And this was Friday. This was posted. Kill the rich and take back your shit. Don't wait on voting people into government to do it. Organize and kill the rich is really the message here. Man, but you peaceful leftists, you guys are so fucking peaceful. He's literally saying, organize and kill the rich is the message here. If you want to uh, create and then jump through 10 more hoops with that message, then that leg uh, work is on you. It's on you. 
if you want to take the moral steps and not just go out and fucking murder people in the streets, eh, that steps on you, bro. I'm going to go out in the streets and murder people, guys. You want to be anti uh you want to be anti-government then abolish the dollar currency. Okay? You got no uh <laughs> you got no qualms there with me, guy. You want to uh, you want to abolish the government and abolish the dollar and currency, you got my vote. You want to go around fucking murdering people, you don't have my vote. Not aggression principle. You can't aggress on people to get your way. You got to you know, you got to use your words. You got to convince them. That's that's the world we live in. Sorry to burst your bubble. Come try to fucking murder me for having more than you. I'll fucking, I'll lay you on my steps, bro. And, and I know you know who I am. I'll lay you on my fucking steps. You're a pussy. I know you. You fucking, you're, you're the guy who at a party, um, at a Halloween party, ripped off a girl's blouse in front of people and made her leave as she was embarrassed. Mr. Leftist moral guy. Fucking pussy. I hate pussies like this, dude. And then of course we get one guy who chimes in at the very end. And this was, this was like, uh, a day later sometime and, th- and this is this this actually shows you the mentality of these people who are so far left in the, the right and this goes the same thing with far right it's the same it's the same it's two ends of the book bro and they're both dangerous right sometimes i can just sometimes i can read just one side of a convo and know i made the right call blocking someone so he blocked that dude who made those great points and all he did was read the other dude's responses. And from that, he can read just one side of a convo and know he made the right call. AKA, you don't have to listen to anybody else's opinion. You're only going to listen to the people who agree with you 100%. And you're going to block anybody who doesn't agree with you. Yet, you're going to be the one who tells you you're smarter on every issue than anybody else. It's like, well, how do you know that if you haven't even taken the time to read the other side? I read, I'm a libertarian, guys. I'm a card-carrying, dues-paying member of the Libertarian Party. I'm part of the Mises Caucus. I'm a, uh, I'm a um, Ron Paul, uh, Tom Woods, Rothbardian, Libertarian. We're part of the Mises Caucus. Um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Uh, uh, I don't even fucking remember where I was going with that. Uh... Oh, oh, so I'm a libertarian, card paying, uh, dues paying member. You know how much shit I read libertarian? I mean, I read a lot of it, but you know, I, I guarantee it's only about 25%. I read about f- 50% left, 25% right, 25% my shit. I read the other side way more than I read my side. I want to know your argument. I want to know where you're coming from. I want to know your ideas. Cause I already know my ideas. I already know my, I already know what I believe right now. I'll continue to educate myself on those beliefs, but I want to know what you believe. Cause maybe I'm missing something. Maybe the person teaching me has missed something. Maybe they're not giving me the full, maybe they haven't done the proper research. Right? So I want to go listen. Well, what are you talking about? What's your idea? And I'm going to listen to it with an open arms an open mind an open heart. And then if I disagree, I'll disagree. No, no qualm, like no problem here. But I'm not going to just shun your ideas out. How am I going to grow that way? How can I change any any of my beliefs and become a better person and grow? You can't. You can't with that. So that's it. Um, it's an hour and 40 minutes. I, I had some shit that we were going to also cover. I was going to talk about the NBA a little bit and that China thing. And I was going to talk about Syria a little bit. But, man, I, I just rambled for like an hour and 40 minutes. So that's all I got. I'm going to stop it. This will be out probably tomorrow. Um, 
uh yeah go to the, the instagram page guys um like like it subscribe follow like the post share the content um yeah so we'll be back next monday right before halloween serial killer edition till then the world is full of good people if you can't find one be one catch you on the flip side you have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. Check it out. Yo, I be like Nicky, yes, y'all. Doctor on call. I rock to my name and graffiti on the wall. Got blow like the rappers in Great George. Got weed. I got blunt. My name Jamal. I pause. Flick the ash from my L. I pause. Like running Jason Mizell. DMC is me. Host for the night. Papa Doc. Only thing I don't choke on the mic. I choke a bitch out if my guap ain't correct. Then when my John Hancock, I'll get the check. I love trucks, but drop top. Is the best from the Beamers, Biz, now Rolex, watch me. <laughs> she like red, so cool. Any nigga after me, it's a deja vu. Not stay in the paint like AI shoes. Just watch how I one ton of made our mood. Now yeah. hop in my truck and roll up the window. Hey, you know what you in for. Once we turn the corner, light up the window. Hey, Hey, oh, hey, oh, yeah, she with me, getting low like a limbo. Bro, with G's, I'ma show you how to get dough. Third degree, let it burn with my kinfo. Hey, oh, let's get hey, it. Who these corner store rappers swinging cracks in my hall? Mama's in the kitchen cooking cat, rat, and dog. Me, I want a little something. Y'all can have it all. I'm trying to walk before I crawl and move this package in my drawers. That's why I push this pedal to the motherfucking floor. With 10% left of those who bust up the poor. And still, I keep it funky like four plus. What more? Get this money like in God we trust. Trust your boy. That's a given. Living this life like it was written. Especially for me, I'm what the recipe is missing. Blow my piff in the air. Key to ignition. Then get to lane switching, plucking ashes off the clipping. Mommy wanna ride and play the Bonnie to my Clyde. If anybody try to kill Bill, it'd probably be the bride. Like all jokes aside, serious with mine. And now I'm on this ground like every man in his prime. Now hop in my truck and roll up the window. Hey, you know what you in for Once we turn the corner, light up the end Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, yeah She with me, getting low like a limbo Bro with G's, I'ma show you how to get dough Third degree, let it burn with my kinfo Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> Yo, I got my swagger on And I feel great Funk Doc be in the hood like infamil cases I network on my space real late Hoping my apple make me another Bill Gates <laughs> Around my crib, look how I live. I'm a slob, but crip niggas say I get biz. Anywhere I did a show, women saying that I'm so amazing. Yeah, another mic, another night in the days in. Another heist, another kite in the state pen. My state business shit, y'all do just break wind. York, nigga, either you made mice or made men. I do the dirt to keep my hand on the work. Ah, got the other hand, I'm on a Lisa skirt. My A1 since day one's dock. How many shots will it take? To make sun drop yeah. Hop in my truck and roll up the window Hey, you know what you in for Once we turn the corner, light up the end Hey, 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 oh yeah She with me, getting low like a limbo Roll with G's, I'ma show you how to get dough Third degree, let it burn with my kinfolk Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh